So back when I was 20, you would have been 22. 22. That okay. was 2004. So what would have happened if we would have met when I was 20 and you were 22? Well, I had started dating Kaylee in January of 2004, so that meant you guys probably would have had to have fought in the pit. <laughs> um, I think she probably would have won, honestly. I don't. She's well, taller than me. I know she's like, God, how tall is she? Like five, five nine ten. or she's something. She's five ten. Jesus Christ! Yeah, no, she's she's got like half a foot on me. That's no chance whatsoever. Although. I did used to wrestle my friend Alicia's husband in their living room for just for her entertainment. <laughs> I would put him in headlocks with my thighs and like try to choke him out. No, I, I used to wrestle with my friend Megan like that too. I wrestled her and the drummer of Snot Rocket, Zach, like at the exact same time because in our practice spot, <laughs> we had a whole bunch of mattresses downstairs by all of the all the gear because we had put the mattresses against the walls, you know. Yeah. So there's mattresses everywhere. So it was like the WWF in there. We would just beat the shit out of each other. So like I got Megan under one arm and I got Zach under the other and we're just jumping off the couch onto the mattresses just pile driving motherfuckers i mean we were yeah we were brutal (laughs) so you probably would have had to have fought her in the pit because she actually was the queen of the mud wrestling pit back behind hooters's house yeah see i would have died she would have i already feel like she's gonna try to hurt me just for spilling my kratom in her car (laughs) i don't want to fuck with that No, honestly, if we get a time machine, I'm just avoiding that time. So it would have had to have been before then. So we so would have, like when you were 20 and I was 18. Yeah. So if you were 18 and I was 20, I was touring in Christianistan. I was playing drums in Christianistan. And okay. uh, so we toured. See, we went to Denver. We played with Catheter and scorned and then we went to albuquerque and uh see arizona was with seven thousand dying rats that is a great band name the stab city slit wrists and that is uh, an even greater band name (laughs) so seven thousand dying rats came out dressed like ninjas you know they were wearing baklavas or balaclavas (laughs) you know they had ninja masks on like uh parasiticide yeah 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 a lot like that and uh, except they were more power violence, less war metal, and yeah, it was in an old ballet studio. It was weird. <laughs> nice. Yeah. So and, with like the mirrors everywhere. Yeah. So nice. moshing in there felt kind of weird. <laughs> we had to mosh like right in the middle of the room. Nobody wanted to get swung out towards the mirrors in the ballet yeah. studio. But yeah, that was badass. But after that, we played at uh, oh god, Mission Records and fucking san francisco i was living in the bay area at that time really? i was in fairfield yeah i oh worked at the solano mall right off of i-80 oh my yeah. god i was sleeping at oh wait no i wasn't homeless yet but I, I would eventually sleep at the um the rest stop right outside of vallejo in oh my shit car. yeah See, i stayed at like a really sketchy fucking motel like in fucking fairfield whatever we were on that tour i probably also stayed at that motel yeah it was super sketchy it looked like everything was wood paneling and made out of wood it was like kind of i don't know it looked very 70s that's okay that does sound familiar was it was it, huge 
It was it full of meth heads? Yes. Okay, then I'm pretty sure I've been to that motel. In fact, whenever we uh, were inside Spinks, the guitar player uh, was just feeling on top of the refrigerator and found a razor and a straw. Okay, yeah, it's got to be the same place. <laughs> that that checks out. Yeah, I left my backpack at in Fresno, and I ended up getting it back. But at this point in time, whenever we were at that hotel, I was bunky. Like, I smelled bad. Look, I smelled pretty bad at the time, too. <laughs> okay? But that's because the guy that I was with never bathed. So it was, like, vicarious funk from him. I can't say you would have enjoyed that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I was in a, in a van with butt paper and Spinks. So Spinks, crust punk dude from way back. Still a crust punk. He's in that band. Um, oh, God, what are they called? Samoth Race. Up nice. in uh, Seattle. And butt paper, well, he bathes now. But back in those days... <laughs> Don't he, sound so sad about it. <laughs> well, he had a stench, like a legendary stench in his feet. It was his feet that had the stench because he had those Jeff Rowley vegan uh, vans, you know? Yeah. And I don't know what they were made out of, but since he didn't wear socks... Like, his foot funk and whatever those vegan vans were made out of smelled like fucking, like, the worst fucking Cool Ranch Doritos Ugh. to ever walk along the face <laughs> of the planet. It was terrible. So, he already just kind of smelled like, you know, balls and crack anyway. And then you would just mix in this nasty foot smell. Like, it was so bad once, like, my mom, like, he was passed out on the couch. And my mom's like, just wash his feet while he's asleep. <laughs> So, you know, so this is who I'm stuck in a van with for a few weeks, you know, at a time. So uh, we would have been pulling Honestly, up to the mall. I would have still run away with you regardless. <laughs> if you would have. OK, so I was working in the cutlery shop in the mall with all the fucking like Lord of the Rings swords lined oh, up on nice. the walls and shit and the fucking like kin onion knives and fucking shit like that. Um, if you would have walked in there. Like, looking the way that you do, I would have legit just, like, quit my job that day, like, not even told anyone, just hopped in your stinky <laughs> van and left with you. <clears throat> so oh you would have seriously gotten me teen pregnant. <laughs> I'm absolutely sure of it. I'm sure there's a dimension out there where it has happened. Yeah, probably. But, Let's hope. <laughs> <laughs> but it's crazy, you know, if we had met whenever we were that much younger, because then that would have been 20-something years No. Yeah. This Wednesday, it will be seven years that we have been bumping uglies. Uh -huh. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't even seem like it's been that long. It just seems like, oh, yeah, last year was whenever we I were... Think that's long enough now to know if you like it, so it might be time to say it. <laughs> to say it. All right, I will heed Beyonce's advice in, in this endeavor. But seriously, it just that's seems like right. <laughs> yesterday we were sitting, like, you know, behind some shitty bar in Deep Ellum between two dumpsters, you know. <laughs> chugging steel reserve 40s between bands before we go back inside you've got to post that picture of me <laughs> oh my god <laughs> the one of you between two dumpsters chugging a steel reserve literally 40. doing that yes exactly <laughs> sitting on the filthy ground in my little fucking party skirt <laughs> remember when you finger banged me in the back of jeans van in jeans van <laughs> it was in your van jean it was in your van <laughs> Gene. 
Seriously. Why do we terrorize him with that? <laughs> it's funny because he's like, no, you're not banging in my van. He just fights it so hard. <laughs> we did it. Gene, if you're watching this, we we're going to bang in your, your van. van. Yeah. We're going to do it. <laughs> we're going to bang in all your vehicles. <laughs> but damn, that's seven years. That's almost 10 years. <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't know how to math. <laughs> My name is Matt, and I'm a a Skyrim. <laughs> and, and this, this is, is Sumo Punks. <laughs> okay, that's enough being a Skyrim for now. I think that's enough being a vampire for um, now, too. Oh, it's good. Yeah, I am vampire. <laughs> I drank some drug blood. <laughs> <laughs> I drank the drug blood, and now I'm a wizard. <laughs> oh, where's the traffic cone? Oh, it's in the other room. Oh, you don't need the no traffic, traffic cone. cone. No drug blood. You no know what wizards. I use to stick those teeth onto my teeth? Huh? Marshmallows. Oh my god! <laughs> you need to brush your teeth. Well, the the gummy stuff that comes with it doesn't actually like stick very well. So I was look, just looking in the cabinets, like, hmm, what would be a good substitute? You know what we could do? And is now my mouth tastes amazing. We we could have gone to the fucking uh, what do the old folks use? That dent? You know, not dent. I can't oh, remember. Dent. Yeah, Dent something. Fix it in. Fix it in. We could have fixed it in at your fangs, and it would have been permanent, probably. I think it would have really been grill. vampire. And now everybody can see it. Ah! <laughs> see, look at that. I got little foot teeth, though. You never see land before time. It was a bad idea to start doing video because now all we're doing <laughs> is just looking at each other and not uh... not focusing on what we're supposed to be focusing on you because we I could think... see ourselves while we're recording. I think it's it's time to go through the upcoming events. All right. We are here today to tell you about what's going on with Vons K and tell you about one of the new up-and-coming amateur sumotori on the scene, Eitan Perez, who recently took home bronze in the team's division at the World Sumo Championships in Japan. Uh, before we do that, though, let's go ahead and run through the upcoming events. Okay. The Midwest Sumo Open, hosted by Ohio Sumo, Indiana. Saturday, November 18th, noon to 4, local time. The address is 930 West 7th Street in Bloomington, Indiana. Competitor sign-up is at indiana.ohio.sumo at gmail.com. And Indiana is fully spelled out, and Ohio is O-H-A-Y-O. Again, indiana.ohio.sumo at gmail.com. December 16th and 17th, the Texas Classic Sumo Tournament, hosted by Shogeki Sumo. The 16th will have a demo from noon to 8 p.m. And the 17th will be the tournament itself. That will be from 1 p.m. to 5 p.m. And live stream and commentary by... <laughs> Me! 
Sabrina will be uh, doing the live stream and commentary. February 17th, the Mighty Eagle Teams Tournament. The tournament will be taking place at the Rolling Oaks Mall in San Antonio, Texas. More info to come. It has been a very long time since I've actually been inside a mall, so this is going to be a very nostalgic event for me. Also, the Mighty Eagle Teams Tournament was where I first met Itan earlier this year. February 24th, the SoCal Sumo Open. That is in San Diego, at least as far as we know, but more info to come on this one as well. And then April 16th, the inaugural Sakura Cup Sumo Tournament. That is going to be in Nashville, Tennessee. It's going to be outdoors at the Music City Muscle Gym. Yeah. Outdoors in Tennessee in April. Mm, that could be nice. Well, yeah. <laughs> tornadoes. So uh, who wants to fight the tornado? You know, uh, the first person who came to my mind was actually Matt Shields. <laughs> Matt <laughs> Shields, fight the tornado. <laughs> I don't know why. I could just see him being like, all right, come on, let's do this. <laughs> so if you wanted to catch up on not only the U.S. amateur sumo tournaments, but also those held around the globe, Definitely check out sumo411.com. Curated by Kellyanne Ball, another superb sumo Tori on the world stage. Now, before we get into our interview with Etan Perez, let's go ahead and go over a little bit of recent sumo news because we do have some interesting stuff here. So something that has happened that is pretty significant in Ozumo that we haven't quite covered uh, in previous episodes. We've been very busy. There's been a lot of shit going around. and. Yeah. But we really need to let you guys know about the dissolution of the Tsukadashi system. Tsukadashi is a system specifically designed for outstanding amateurs to enter Ozumo at a higher rank. So essentially, if you're good at sumo already, you don't have to start from the bottom. The system began in 2001 and would previously allow gifted sumotori to enter at Makushita 10 or 15. And many have benefited from this system, such as Ichinojo, Mitakeyumi, Oshoma, Kiho, etc. Under the new rules, anyone who reaches the quarterfinals of the All Japan Championships, All Japan Student Championships, or National Sports Festival will qualify to join the ranks of Ozumo at the bottom of Makushita, which, as you might know, now has 120 ranks total, east and west. Uh, if you make it as one of the last 16 competitors in any of those tournaments, the aforementioned tournaments, or are one of the top four finishers in a couple of specific junior tournaments, you can still qualify to join at the bottom of Sandanme, which is the fourth division from the top. Some notable rikishi who started at Sandanme Tsukadashi include Asano Yama, mm-hmm. Wakataka Kage, mm-hmm. Gono Yama, ah. Ken Bozan, and uh, Makuuchi debutant Tohakuru. Yeah. So, you know. <laughs> yeah, so it, I guess it kind of sucks that they can't start off higher now, but at the same time, I mean, there's it, been plenty of very notable Rikshi that have started. And well, if you look at, at it this way, there, there weren't a whole lot of uh, Tsukadashi slots to begin with. It was, uh, it was very narrow, so they've essentially widened how many people can enter Ozumo, you know, at these uh, elevated ranks. So that, that makes it to where you could have a whole lot more recruits. And uh, so it, it, that's a good move to try and get more sumo tori who are already into sumo, but 
to actually get people into sumo itself from the beginning. Now, maybe that's where the fertile ground could be. So. Exactly. That makes sense. Yeah. Next in sumo news, I wanted to talk about, well, somebody we just mentioned, Kellyanne Ball. <laughs> um, she has once again made history as the silver medalist for sumo in women's heavyweight at the recent World Combat Games. As far as we can tell, and we've scoured the internet looking for any information on this, there's hardly she is any. the only sumo tori from the U.S. to ever medal at the World Combat Games. We looked everywhere to find anything about somebody else having uh, won in the sumo competition at the World Combat Games, and nothing came up. Yeah. So that's not to say that she isn't the first American, period, to medal at the World Combat Games, because oh, I do yeah. believe there's a total of 22 medals at the World Combat Games. Right. Oh, God. They have all kinds of different combat sports. But they have, like, judo. They have... Aikido and... Yeah, yeah. They have all that shit. But she's the first American woman to win the silver medal in sumo at the World Combat Games. So once Possibly again... the first American, period to medal at the World Combat Games in sumo. We, we looked. We looked at the United States uh, Sumo Federation website. We tried to look at the World Combat Games website. It's kind of scant. There was a medal table that we found, but it didn't have any specific events for which each of the medals were for. So yes, as far as we can tell, the first. So until we get corrected or whatever, congratulations again, Kellyanne, yeah. you historical-ass warrior, you. And again, if you haven't listened to the last episode where we interview Kellyanne, definitely go check that out. Next in news. Waka Taka Kage. So word around the campfire is he's back. Woo! And he's going to be in Makushta. That means uh, if any of y'all are Nato heads and, uh, you know, like to try and find uh, those videos wherever they may be posted. Yeah. I highly recommend you look for the Makushta videos because you're going to be seeing some Wakataka Kage. Hell yeah. That's no. what I'm going to be doing. I, I can see it now. He's going to end up dominating Makushita, and then in January, he's going to be in Jurio, and then he's going to maybe spend... Two or three two, tournaments. Two or three tournaments in Jurio, and then he's going to be back up to Makuchi. So I would say by this time next year, by Kyushu 2024, I think he'll be back at Makuchi. Yeah, I think you're right. Okay. Another item from Amateur Sumo News. We recently had the Sumo Dan Sumo Championship at the Mr. Olympia uh, event in Orlando, Florida a couple of days ago. And we were pretty pleased to see who ended up meddling at that yeah! tournament as well. That was pretty badass. So I believe the official name of the tournament is Sumo Dance Olympia Sumo Championship. And it was at the Mr. Olympia Fitness Expo in Orlando, Florida, November 3rd and November 4th. Both days are now on the Grand Sumo Breakdown's uh, YouTube channel, and uh, they've been edited. You can't hear any sounds because I think at the Fitness Expo there was probably some copyrighted music blared out of the speakers. Oh, so, yeah, man. I'm sure they were just, like, pumping out some Bell Biv DeVoe and fucking... Some, there's Metallica and <laughs> Bell Biv DeVoe. And we all know Lars Ulrich would just shit himself if there was some Metallica on a fucking sumo video. So, anyway, there's some really cool um, taiko drumming on there. And it really yeah. lends to the ambiance. It's really cool. But you can see a lot of your favorite American sumo tori participating, competing, kicking ass, 
it's fucking cool. Yeah. And if you look on the second day, on day two, Sumo Dan, uh, for the men's open weight, had instituted a traditional only rule. So if you want to see some cakes... You're about to get caked up. (laughs) It was a whole bakery up in there. It was. (laughs) Okay, so the the medalists, the winners of each division from Sumo Dan's Olympia Sumo Championship. So for men's lightweight, we have Gabe Eunuch of Grand Rapids Sumo Club getting the gold. Silver goes to Oscar Dolan of New York Sumo Club. And third goes to Mike Siriaco. I don't think he's part of a club, just independent sumo wrestler, but he's he is out of sumo California. Sumo Ronin. Sumo Ronin. <laughs> that's, that's true. Oh, wait, no. Isn't there already a guy that goes by that? Well, there's Ronin Sumo Bea, but there's Sumo Nomad. Oh, well, I thought there was another. Never mind. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm making up my own, like, fantasy sumo people <laughs> for U.S. amateur. <laughs> So, uh, but Mike Siriaco is like a, he's a journalist. He's a pretty intense journalist. Ah. So it's pretty cool to see him getting involved in fucking combat sports. All right. Men's middleweight. We have everybody's favorite Edibo Konyeha of Raijin Sumo bringing home the gold. Karinga Conway of Iron Wave Sumo in Florida bringing home the silver. And Wade Johnson. I think Wade Johnson is a Raijin guy. Is he? I, I think so. I, if, if I'm mistaken, I apologize, but I do think Wade Johnson is associated with Rygen like from North the Carolina. Name Wade. Wade. That's a cool name. Wade. Men's light heavyweight. We have Fatih Abu Rokob from Egypt. We have Mr. Sensei Seth Adams himself from Rygen Sumo. And then we have bringing home the bronze, Mr. Cornelius Booker of Iron Wave Sumo. Women's heavyweight. We have. Fellow sumo punk herself, Mika Grimmer. She is Yay, associated. Mika! Yay! Rain City Sumo in Seattle. Uh, second place, we have Sarah Berlin. I'm not quite sure where she's from or if she's affiliated with the club. Yeah, I'm not really sure either, but congratulations. Yeah! And bringing home the bronze was Natalie Burns uh, of the U.S. I, again, don't know who she's affiliated with. If anyone knows, let us know. Yeah, and sure. tell them we said congratulations. Yeah. Men's heavyweight. For the gold, we have Abdel Rahman Shalan, a.k.a. Ozuna Arashi, a man of great notoriety within the American sumo scene, as I'm sure you all know. <laughs> well, especially in Alabama. <laughs> but also of notoriety uh, in the uh, pro sumo scene as well. True, true. Uh, taking home the silver was yet another ex-professional, Mr. Soslan Gagliev. And I know I'm not pronouncing your last name correctly. I am so sorry, Soslan. I apologize. But uh, he is former Wakanoho. And then for third place, we have my teammate, Hayden Southall. Yay. Dallas Sumo Club. So that is so fucking cool that Hayden brought home the bronze and the only people he lost to were former Maiga Shira. So right? not just pros, but Maiga Shira. Right? <laughs> Holy shit, dude. It makes me wonder, like, I wonder how many American sumo tori are like, you know, strong and quick and balanced enough to compete with straight up Maiga Shira. I want to know if... Uh, Edibo had a chance to go up against either one of them. I'm I'm sure it might have been on the... That would have been fun to watch. That would have been way fun to watch. So for the winners of the women's open weight, taking home the gold was Natalie Burns. Yay! The silver was taken by Mika Grimmer. Yay! And then 
Catelyn Jones took home the bronze and women's Yay! open weight. She, Dallas! She is part of Dallas Sumo Club. She is our Lady Hakuho. She's a badass. And then for men's open weight, taking home the gold is Mr. Abdel Rahman Shalan, Ozuna Arashi, bringing home the silver in men's open weight. Sensei Seth Adams himself oh. bringing home the bakery. Nice. And then taking home the bronze and men's open weight. Yet again, Hayden Southall, Dallas Sumo Club. Awesome. I'm so fucking proud of Hayden. I, I love watching him grow. And, you know, I've only beaten him once ever in any time. The very first time that I ever fought but him, I beat him once. he still brags about it. It's not even a brag. <laughs> I'm just getting that in there because by the time he's out, you know, leaving a path of bloodied bodies in his wake. <laughs> My only claim to fame is I beat him just once, you know, the, the, the more time that goes by, the more bodies that pile at his feet, the more insignificant that win is going to become. But still, my only you, you tiny claim to fame. something to hold on to. <laughs> it's true. Until I get better enough to beat him again. But that dude's fucking strong. Like, seriously. You want to know what it feels like to get hit by a Mack truck? Take Hayden's Tachi, full bless. Yeah. As we go into our discussion of the Bonds K, I want to let you guys know about a new contest that we're having. We're calling it the Ozumo Oracle. Now, there's a lot of predicting what's going to happen during the Basho, predicting the Bonds K type of contests out there, but ours is different. Our contest is going to include predictions about the wildest, craziest shit you can think of happening in a Basho. <laughs> What's gonna happen? You can guess Toby Zaru is going to fly into not one, not two, but three different shimpans as he falls off the doyo. If it happens, you win a prize. You can guess that Midori Fuji's gonna get his head stuck up Hokusei Ho's butthole. Send us your wildest, weirdest, grossest, craziest predictions, and we'll send you something weird in the mail. So if you wanna send anything to us, uh, we're more active on Instagram, but if you wanna hit up the Twitter, we're all over the place on that as well. Email. Email, yeah. Sumopunks at gmail.com. We use those. We do. We use the Gmails. <laughs> All right. I think it's time for us to get into our Bonzake coverage now. So let's go ahead and get that pulled up. Wait, wait a minute. Dude, hmm. what are you doing? I'm hungry. Right now? Yeah. In the middle of our recording. I have low blood sugar. Ah. <sighs> But look, it's... Oh, that's a mushroom jerky that Nick sent us. Yeah, rich mushrooms. Oh, fuck yeah, dude. I remember when we first got that shit. It's man, so fucking good. Man, this shit's so good. Like, literally right out of the box, I ate an entire bag just straight away. Man, I actually put some in my miso soup and it just like rehydrated and was so delicious. It literally made me cry tears of joy. This mushroom jerky is so good. I was transported back to the Edo period where I had to single-handedly take on Miyamoto Musashi armed with only more mushroom jerky. It's so good that it transported us into the future and that's why we're wearing different clothes now, which is Really only funny if you're watching the video. It's so good, I gave up crack cocaine just to eat more of this mushroom jerky. This mushroom jerky is so good that it finally got my mom off of those weird, culty, 
essential oil Facebook groups. <laughs> Finally. This mushroom jerky is so good. It's got so much fiber. It made me shit full-grown lumberjacks. This mushroom jerky is so good. It made my leg hairs braid themselves. This mushroom jerky is so delectable. I spent three hours in my living room screaming, trying to go Super Saiyan, and I got three blonde hairs. I think those were gray hairs. Three blonde hairs. <laughs> if you say so. <laughs> anyway, the point is, this mushroom jerky is really good. So if you want a nice tasty snack, find it on Amazon and also on the website. Richmushrooms.com. And that's all we got to say about that. Except, uh. Oh, yeah. Alabaster. <laughs> <laughs> they say his name is Kinoko. No, this is, we have named him Alabaster. And we love him. We do. He had a tournament. That's why he has a hachimaki on him. <laughs> okay. On to the Bonsuke. I think one of the biggest questions on people's minds, and I haven't really seen any news about this, but I think it's, will Teranu Fuji return to this tournament? So if you're keeping up with any of the training reports uh, from the likes of Chris Sumo or some of the Junyo reports that come from people all over the Twitter and uh, places like Yahoo Sports Japan, Nikon Sports, you know, whatever. Sometimes you'll find some people uh, chipping into that rumor mill about Terano Fuji's return in November. So we have yet to see if he comes back. I kind of have a feeling it might drop. I mean, he could surprise us. You know, he could pull a Hakuho and just come in and fucking sweep the whole thing. He could. But honestly, I really think his knees are just going out. His back has been really bad lately. Hey, this is Sabrina from the future. Guess what? Tara Nafuji pulled out of the Kyushu Basho. Called it. Anyway, enjoy the rest of the episode. So now we're going to the Ozeki. Takakesho gets bumped up half a rank to head Ozeki after double digit wins in September. He had an 11, 11 and, and 4. 11 yep. and 4. This means that Kurishima gets bumped over half a rank to Ozeki West, just barely saving himself from being kicked off the Ozeki tier entirely. So. Well, he, had that, he had 9 and 6. Um, I believe he was Katabon last Basho. Um, so he didn't make a double digit win, which is pretty much expected for an Ozeki, but he still saved, saved himself his from losing his Ozeki status. Yeah. So no longer Katabon, Kurishima. But then we do also have the new Ozeki. Hoshoryu. Who I believe is at Ozeki West as well. Ozeki West 2. Right? Ozeki West 2. Correct. Good luck, dude. You're going to need it. <laughs> Come on, Haas. I'm not sure if I have much confidence in his um, No confidence in Ozeki, but that's oh. going to be my prediction. Okay, that's my uh, Ozumo Oracle. Oh, I'm getting a vision from the gods. Oh, Haas is going Kataban. Horyu's immediately going to go Kataban. <laughs> like, he's going to lose his first eight fucking bouts or some shit. <laughs> that's my prediction. I don't know. I don't really have it out for Hoshoryu that much, but I kind of do. All right. The other Sanyaku ranks. The other Sanyaku, however. So we have Dai A Show, Wakamoto Haru, and Koto no Waka, each staying in the exact Sekewaki positions that they were in previously. Uh, good job at. <laughs> good job at being Sekewaki. Son- Sekewaki, guys. Good job. <laughs> um, okay. Moving on. 
Nishkigi and Toby Zaru did poorly enough at Komasubi to get shit canned down the Bonsake. Yeah. I don't know if you want to compare yourself so much to Nishkigi now. Oh, whatever. Hey, I'm, I might not be the greatest sumatori. I am also a late bloomer, and I also can't see worth the shit, and I have pretty much the same exact glasses as Nishkigi. It's true. So. It's true. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe you do have a lot in common with them. So our new Komasubi include Abi in the east position and Hokuto Fuji in the west. Abi is... He's a Komosubi again. He's been He's Komosubi. He's been Komosubi a lot. Yeah, this is familiar territory for Abi. And Hokuto Fuji is finally at Komosubi again for the first time since the world went to utter shit from COVID. So I think it's been three and a half years since he was... Uh, it was 2020. Yeah, I think it was early 2023. So yeah, that's about three, three and a half years. Yeah. What's actually interesting about these Komosubi ranks is... How in the hell did Abi, who is at Maegashira 1 East with nine wins, get Komasubi East, while Asano Yama, who is at Maegashira 1 West and also had nine wins, only got bumped up to Maegashira 1 East? I was pretty fucked up. <laughs> but, you know, the more I thought about it, the more I realized, well, they aren't going to open another Komasubi rank for someone, or a Komasubi slot for someone who didn't get double-digit wins. And if you count it by, like, the half ranks, Hokuto Fuji really only raised by one half rank and Asa raised by three. So it kind of makes more sense when you look at it in those terms. If you look at it in half rank increments. Yeah, which I, I think that is a better way to look at it in general because, you know, each rank does have east and west, so they're t technically two different ranks. Yeah, and if you think about it too, it's kind of like... If more effort was put into getting those double-digit wins, they just would have done the classic, oh, yeah, let's open up a whole new, you know, Komasubi slot, but... Uh, I don't know. There probably was effort, but it just wasn't enough effort. Well, Asana Yama's injured as fuck, too. Oh, yeah. I'm sure the heart was there. I'm sure the spirit was there, but the flesh was unwilling. He's got a yeah. torn calf now and a torn bicep. Right. And... So as, as much effort as he must have put into it, if he had these injuries holding him back, then, you know, it just wasn't going to happen. Uh, well, let's go ahead and talk about the Joy Division now. All right, so in the Joy Division, we've got Asana Yama at Maegashira 1 East, but we've also got Uda at Maegashira 1 West. Mm -hmm. After getting nine wins of his own, our jolly cheeseburger boy got to jump up three whole ranks. Yeah. Good you job, see. Uda. Kind of lucky there, I think, you know, considering they weren't really giving out a lot of... Uh, rank jumps that far to the people who got yeah, the nine it's, wins. <laughs> it's pretty constipated up there. It, it is. It is getting a bit constipated up there. There's not a whole lot of room for advancement. I mean, just look at Asana Yama. <laughs> Maegashira 2 ranks make sense with Shodai in the east and Meisei in the west. That Yeah. That, that tracks. That, that, that tracks. tracks to me. Maegashira 3 is a bit more interesting. Oh, yes. Our tragic hero, Takiyasu, who yet again had a great tournament, but everyone kind of knew he wasn't going to get the U-Show, ended up at 10 and 5 and was bumped up four whole ranks from Maegashira 7 East to Maegashira 3 East. Ooh. Toby Zaru, on the other hand, lost his Komosubi rank altogether after a 6-9 record and dropped four whole ranks to Maegashira <laughs> 3 West. So It's a balance, y'all. It's a balance. 
They That's gotta, what a bonsake is. It's a balance. There's balance, there's precedence, and then there's like just a whole lot of shuffling around. It's kind of like, you ever play that game? It's like those little wooden blocks and you kind of have to slide the wooden blocks around to get the little red block like out of the... Are you talking you about know. Jenga? No, not Jenga. It's a little wooden block game. It's a stupid phone game that I played a long time ago. But every single action in the Bonzake is interdependent on another action or another, you know, precedent. So it's kind of a mess. So at the same time, though, I kind of think that a lot of times with these Bonzake, they're just a bunch of old men drinking sake, just like literally throwing. What's the Japanese equivalent of throwing darts at a Bonzake? Like, <laughs> Well, John, that's just what it is sometimes. What John Gunning said is that uh, Western sumo fans playing Guess the Bonzake put a whole lot of more effort and thought into it than the actual people making the Bonzake. Then we get to our new shooting star, Gonoyama. Yeah. Big G. So Big, Big G, G rocketed up the Bonzake after Nagoya from Maegashira 13 East to Maegashira 5 East. But then after getting 9 and 6 in his first tournament in the Joy back in September, he only gets bumped up one rank to Maegashira 4 East. But Maegashira 4 after only two Basho and Makuuchi is nothing to sneeze at. So. Yeah, I mean, he's already at Maegashira 4 and he just got here. Like, that's not bad at all. Not at all. Nishigi, on the other hand, was brutally punished for getting a 5 and 10 at Komosubi Las Basho and was chucked down to Maegashira 4 West. <laughs> they chucked him down further than Tobizaru. Yeah. Onosho at Maegashira 5 East and Midori Fuji, who also had a great run during the Akibasho, jumped up four ranks to Maegashira 5 West. So that part of the Banzake that we just reviewed was the weird shit that was whenever everything was super constipated. The middle of the Banzake! Pretty unforgettable. Not as interesting. <laughs> it was pretty forgettable, not unforgettable. Except, except for two two things, two points. So uh, first point is Atami Fuji, who is now at his career high of Maegashira 8 West. That's my son. And then the other notable guy is... The, Tomokaze. Yeah, Tomokaze. The other mid Maegashira notable guy, I should say, at Maegashira 14 East, kind of toward the lower, That's definitely towards the lower. This but. is his first time back in Makuchi in exactly four years. He was at Maegashira 3 in November of 2019 when he suffered a debilitating knee injury. In fact, in February 2021, he was certified disabled. It was so serious, they actually considered amputating his leg, just cutting it the fuck off. What's eerie about this, though, is that his former Oyakata, uh, the former Ozeki Kotokaze. Yeah. Oguruma. Okay. Ha uh, well, he had a similar injury in November of 1978, also in the Kyushu Basho. <laughs> And what's also even more eerie than that is that Kotokaze got injured on the second day of the Kyushu Basho and Tomokaze dropped out on day three, which likely means that he sustained his injury on day two. Oh, no, totally did. I, I read the... Uh, okay. He totally did, 100%. I wasn't able to find any information about it at the time, but yes, same day, same day. This Basho is just cursed for those guys. <laughs> I know. Absolutely cursed. But... 
the former Ozeki was actually instrumental in encouraging Tomokaze to fight his way back up the ranks, despite the fact that his right ankle is now paralyzed due to a severed nerve, he re-entered competition at the rank of Joni Don 55 in March of 2021. He is only the third Rishi to climb his way back up from Joni Don in the history of Sumo. The only other two were Terano Fuji and Ura. So he's joined this trifecta of just badassitude, got knocked all the way down to Joni Don and climbed all the way back up to Makuuchi. Just some inspiring ass shit. Hell Love yeah, that shit. Dude. I can't wait to see what else he can do now that he's back in Makuchi. Hell yeah, there's a lot of people out there that are Tomokaze stands. They're just all sorts of people excited about Tomokaze's return. I'm very return. happy for him. Then we get all of the riffraff who just roiled from Jurio to Loiter in Lower Maegashira. These kids look like they're ready to start trouble at any moment, but are they really a threat? We'll see. So we've got... Tohakuru at Maegashira 15 East after previously being at Jurio 4 West. We have from Okinawa, Churanoumi at Maegashira 15 West after being at Jurio 5 East. A six and a half rank jump for both dudes. Both ended the Akibasho with 10 and 5 and now both of them are at their career high so congratulations. Congratulations! <laughs> And then, at a career high of Maegashira 16 East, we have Roga. Roga! Roga! I love watching Roga on uh, the Futagoyama Beya, um, how they have that YouTube channel with everyone making food all the time. Yeah. I love that. Every now and again, they'll just run into Roga, and they're like, hey, Roga, eat food. <laughs> but it's cool, because I, I love- Eat food on camera for your millions of fans around the world who are into that thing. <laughs> I love hearing him speak English. Yeah. I, I don't know why I do. Because it's funny because he has like a Japanese and Russian accent at the same time. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, at Maegashira 17 East, we have Kita Nowaka, who is, that's the chairman's prize student. And this is the most Makuuchi debuts in the last decade. So yep. all of these guys. Significant that we got all these guys. But at the same time... It kind of wouldn't have happened if there weren't so much Makuchi Rikshi in the Akiba show that had done so poorly. And so, got demoted. I'm, I'm not trying to take away from like their um, successes, you know, but that is something that we'll, we'll talk about next. Yeah. Is... To have that many promotions, there had to be some demotions. There definitely were. <laughs> some king-size demotions. Oh yeah, for sure. So one of the reasons we have so many new guys crowding up lower Makuuchi is because all the Makuuchi staples who got swatted down to Jurio, and we shall hear the names. First, the boobs from Bulgaria himself, Aoyama. Big Dan. <laughs> Big Dan has been dropped to Jurio 1 after only securing five wins at Maegashira 14. It's his second time of being busted down to Jurio. Shit, since 2011? Yeah, the only other time was when he was at Jurio 2 for a little while in 2018, but that only lasted one tournament. And he ended up coming back. So will this be a, a one basho drop as well, or are Aoyama and his dirty pillows finally ready to lay down and go to rest for good? <laughs> 
terrible. <laughs> and I know it's terrible because I wrote that line. She did. <laughs> <laughs> so the most dramatic drop was everyone's favorite foul little troll. <laughs> Chiyoshoma. Chiyoshoma. So Chiyoshoma dropped from Maegashira 15 West all the way down to Juryo 6 East after getting only three wins last tournament. I suspect that part of the reason for his eight rank drop is maybe because of the recent underage drinking controversy at Kokonoe Stable, which uh, actually put an 18-year-old wrestler in the hospital with alcohol poisoning. Um, there has been a lot of talk about this tradition of older wrestlers encouraging younger stablemates to drink excessively, but whether or not Chiyoshoma's poor performance was due to the overall stress of the scandal in his stable or his possible involvement in it has yet to be determined. We did find one source saying a Makuchi wrestler from the stable was involved, but we also know you can't believe everything you read, especially on the internet. Chiyoshishi was the young wrestler who was hospitalized, and he ultimately decided to leave Sumo entirely, feeling like he received no support from his stable master after the incident. So just a little news about what's going on in Chiyoshoma's stable. I mean, it sucks that he's in Juryo because we love to pick on him in Makauchi, but now I guess we could just pick on him in Juryo. <laughs> um, hopefully he wasn't involved in that. As much as we love to make him the villain, I don't I don't want to think of Chiyoshoma as being a villain. Like truly, life. yeah, I was about to say <laughs> truly villainous nature. Yeah. You know, that, that, that would just suck. But, um... Some of the materials that I read while researching, you know, that scandal uh, were that it was uh, senior Makuuchi wrestlers that were encouraging a lot of this drinking because they think it's funny. They think, you know, a lot of uh, and this is a tradition within Ozumo that a lot of higher ranked wrestlers think getting the younger guys drunk and watching them, you know, act like goofballs is funny, you know, and uh uh, it's a new age. It's not time for that shit anymore. You know, forcing well, people to drink is... But especially when they end up in the hospital, that's not fucking cool, dude. No. You know, it doesn't matter what you find entertaining. Don't, like, if someone doesn't have a lot of experience with alcohol, that's just irresponsible on so many fucking levels. And a lot of people were even saying, what about these senior Rikshi who had encouraged this? Why are they not getting punished? Well, the you senior know? the senior Rikishi that actually was with Chio Shishi on that night has been suspended. I don't mm, think they've been okay. completely uh, dismissed from Ozumo or anything like that. I think they're just being disciplined and being suspended. Um... I haven't been able to find the name, but I bet we'll probably find out uh, whenever we see the absent Rikishi, you know, on the uh, JSA website right before the tournament starts. And I'm sure there's somebody out there that knows. I bet if I scoured Twitter, I could probably find the name of the suspended wrestler. But no, dude suspended. Chio Shishi ran off, went home, went to the barber shop and got his top knot cut off. And he's now he's over it. And uh, that's unfortunate, you know. Um, I'm really glad that there's people like, you know, Nishonoseki and Miyagano 
you know, the Oyakatas that are trying to usher in a new age. You know, they're trying yes. to usher in, you know, breakfast and, you know, Miyagano recently. Sports uh, medicine, yeah. you know, all this like modern technology, all this uh, more, just more modern way of doing things, taking the their mental health into consideration as well. You know, that's... Even just feeding them breakfast. Breakfast is very important for mental health. I'm sure you can attest to that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> But, uh, you know, Miyagato also, uh, on the recent Junyo tours, uh, made sure that all the Rikishi had good lunches. Yes. So they're not just eating, you know, shitty bento boxes. You know, they had good food. Asano Yama was like, yeah, man, this is badass. So I'm sure Hakuho, or Miyagato, um, you know, back when he was Hakuho, was kind of like, you know, man, I hated having to sit there and just eat these crappy bentos. Like, give me some food, some real food. I need some fuel for this sex machine. And uh, he just wanted to make sure all the guys had enough fuel to fuel their sex machines and, you know, be good fucking wrestlers. So I, I think more changes like that, and it's going to have to be incremental because people in Ozumo are very tradition-minded. And keep in mind, I come from a, a heritage that is very, you know, we have to preserve our traditions. We have to preserve our culture. And it's kind of like things like that can kind of keep your culture in a state of... It doesn't, yeah, it doesn't grow because you're trying so hard to preserve something. But if you have a living culture, if you have like a living language or, you know, it, you allow, you know, something to thrive, it is going to change. And wanting to just halt that change or to, you know, make it not change so much, you're going to start having things you're slip through your fingers. You're going to start damaging your own culture. Yeah. And, you know, within, uh, you know, my culture, you know, as an indigenous person, it's kind of a fine balance between this is what we do and this is kind of like uh, feedback that we've been given from outsiders. And, you know, this is internal feedback we've gotten from, you know, tribe members that have gone out into the world and become educated. So it does take a lot of self-reflection, a lot of self, you know, self-critique. And sometimes you're going to run into people that are going to butt heads with you and just not always agree. You know, cultures aren't monolithic at all. You know, sure. there's a lot of people involved in cultures. So I think changes like this do have to be incremental, unfortunately. But I think that guys like Miyagoro and Nishinoseki making those small changes is a good thing. But when it really comes down to it, there's going to have to be more people that are going to have to butt in and say, no, making this little 18 year old kid get drunk till he shits himself is not good. You know, cut that shit out. People are going to have to stomp their feet down. So that's kind of a fine line. That's kind of, and it's nothing that as a Westerner, as an outsider that I really have any say or influence over like at all, <laughs> you know, but I really do hope and I really do wish that there would be Rikishi that will put their foot down and say, no, this may have been a tradition in the past. So was child labor. But, yeah. you know, we don't have to do that anymore because we know better and we're going to be better. I have faith that there's going to be Rikishi and Ozumo that are going to do that. And um, I'm going to be happy to see it when it happens. But until then, hopefully we don't have to keep reporting on a lot of these scandals like this, you know, a lot of this bullshit. Because I do know that a lot of those people do know better, but a lot of the stubborn old men at the top don't want to be better. Very well put. And to round off our coverage of the Jurio portion of the Bonzakei, I do just want to mention some other Rikshi who ended up there from Makauchi were Koto Shoho, Bushozan, Kageyaki, and Daishoho. Uh, but also notably, 
Ono Sato is now at Jurio 5 East. And Shishi at Jurio 5 West. I believe that's a career high for both of them. I think so. Yeah. Especially Shishi. I wasn't so sure about Ono Sato. But yeah, congratulations to those yeah. guys. At, uh, no, because yeah, that is Ono. Because Ono Sato's Jurio debut was just last uh, tournament, wasn't it? Oh, was it? Was that his Jurio debut? We'll look it up. I think this has been maybe, <laughs> I think this is going to be his fourth tournament. Anyway, so I can't wait until Ono Sato gets up to Makauchi. I can't wait until Hakuwoho comes back from having his injury, you know, yeah. having his surgery. And he comes back, makes his way back up to Makauchi. Because I want to see Makauchi throwdowns between Ono Sato and Hakuwoho. Oh my god. That's going to be nice. That's going to be epic. So that was the Bonzake, at least part of the Bonzake that we wanted to cover. So we did mostly Makauchi and Jurio. There are some dudes out there in the uh, Makushta, you know, upper Makushta that are just itching to make it back. They just want to bust through. You know, there was Hitoshi. You know, Hitoshi recently got um, promoted from Makushta to Jurio. But there's also the likes of Koto Tebakari. Yeah. That's Koto Shoho's little brother. And I've been watching that little dude since he is in Sandanme. He's putting on some bulk. You know, he's got his hair cut or he's got his hair long. You know, he used to have that short little curly mess. Now he's got a proper chonmage. He's uh, his skills are getting polished. I'm stoked about that guy. I can't wait until that guy becomes secretary. Yeah, a lot of things are being shaken up in sumo right now. Yeah. Not just in pro sumo, but in amateur sumo as well. There's a lot of big changes on the horizon. So we're going to keep an eye out for all of those so that we can give you the information on it. But until then, we have an interview to get to <laughs> with a certain uh, bronze medalist from the World Sumo Championship. So... Here now is our interview with Ethan Perez of Dallas Sumo Club. <laughs> Okay, well, well, now that we're not talking about farting on the dog. We are, <laughs> or each other. <laughs> we are sumo punks, and today we are joined by Etan Perez of Dallas Etan! Sumo Club. Woo! Yay, it's me. Hello, howdy, Hello. how's it going? So you have just returned from your triumphant visit to Japan, where you competed in the World Sumo Championships and made history. You did. By taking home the bronze and the You're team's historic, competition. homie. You we are give, a historic, homie. We gotta give my homegirls credit. We gotta give my homegirls credit. Yes. Uh, what's her name? Kelly. Kelly. W. Kelly. W. Kelly. W. Madison. W. Madison. Mm -hmm. W. Christina. W. Christina. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> and seeing all those pictures that uh, John Gunning took of y'all are, like, fucking awesome. Especially your Notawa picture. That's, like, the most Dude. fucking triumphant picture. I would ever. blow that uh, up to, like... It's my first sumo picture that I'm, like, proud of, dog. But, Aww. like... If I stare at it too long, you know, I start to not like it. So, oh. Yeah. Well, see, I'm going to get it printed out, and I'm just going to, like, start putting it on my cereal box. So it's kind of like, <laughs> yeah. like a Wheaties box. <laughs> Fuck that. We're designing you a Wheaties morning. box. Yeah, we're doing it now. You're getting your own cereal. Fucking... The Etons Notawa Crunch. Yeah! <laughs> <Love> you. <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. All right. So if we, Wheaties wants to sponsor me, that'd be great. 
Oh, Wheaties, where you at? <laughs> they're, they're obviously listening to our podcast because... Hey, they might. You never know. You never know. <laughs> Someone's like, what the hell is this? Some Wheaties executive's like, oh my God. <laughs> Get that girl on a box. <laughs> uh, I need a sponsor. Give me one. <laughs> so you went to Japan and uh, you took your folks, right? Like your, your family went Yeah, with I you. heard about that. Yeah, I took my dad and two of my siblings, and it was eventful, you know? <laughs> I, 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 I just, disclaimer, right? When I say fat, I mean it endearingly, right? But we are four fat asses in the flying economy. We got big backs, dog, and we were all mm, squeezed in like tamales, homie. It was, it was just not good. It was not a fun time. <laughs> So whenever y'all stayed in Japan, did they give you guys like accommodations or did you have to like find your own hotel? Yeah, we had to find our own, you know, Aww. like place to stay and stuff. Um, but y'all yeah, so had in. the opportunity to uh, go to the host hotel, but I was like, nah, I'm staying with my folks. Well, let's make this little family trip or whatever. So the yeah. what hotel? The horse hotel? Host. I know Japan is famous for its weird hotels and cafes and shit. I didn't know they had a horse hotel, though. Horse? Or Is that host. what you said? She's host. Host. Oh, shit. <laughs> I was like, well, they got a lot of Mongolian sumo wrestlers. Like, maybe it's a thing. <laughs> she said a horse, like a horse hotel. Like, wait, what? Whatever. Yes. Horse is a thing in Japan. They probably are. <laughs> no, they are. They they eat like horse sashimi, like shodai. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I had some of that. That was delicious. <laughs> you really? You had the horse? Really? Did it give you power? Like it gave shodai power? Yes, I turned into. I went Super Saiyan. Nice. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I felt more powerful. It's on the Amazon. <laughs> so how did how did your folks react to Japan when you guys first got there? So I get back from nationals, right? And I pull up and my dad's sitting in the living room and I'm like, hi dad, I'm going to Japan, right? <laughs> he said, huh? And I go, yeah, I'm going to Japan. And he's like, no, vamos, we are going to Japan. And I go, who's we? I'm going to Japan. And he's like, no. And I was like, you want to buy me a ticket? And he goes, you, me, and your two siblings, your two big brothers. And I go, bet, let's go. And so, Papi paid for everything. So, shout out Juanita's Taqueria. Nice. We own a restaurant in Dallas if y'all ever want to go. Um, not many vegan options. Sorry, my friends. But we got rice. So, I like rice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, whatever, uh, what did your dad kind of react like whenever he first landed in Japan? Like, because your dad's around like my age. So, I'm kind of like. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, what the fuck? So, Where do you get off being so fucking young like, for? My dad. He's very, he's not very old, but he's a very traditional Mexican man, mm. right? So already his English was a little choppy or whatever, but we get to Japan and he sees all the kanji and stuff. And like, he sees how Japanese people are so small. Like things are not made for us. We are like <laughs> six, two, six, three between my siblings. My dad's a pretty big guy, right? And dog, uh, he was just not having it. He, you know what he did? clowning him for this but like he downloaded this fancy translator and he was just <laughs> the whole time and like to spanish and i'm like dad i could just tell you what it's there's subtitles like there's it's in it's in english yeah. like under the 
Japanese is uh, all English letters. I'm like, bro, it's not that hard. Like, it's just Mexican dads, bro. They they take a minute to assimilate, but yeah, yeah it was pretty funny oh, seeing him how to interact with people. You know what's horrible is I that would be me. I would have my phone out trying to <laughs> read all the kanji. I, I, I do that with him. TV even. Like, if I'm watching something in Japanese on TV, I'll put my phone with He the literally will do that no. and, like, have it automatically translate it, for him. <laughs> The thing about me is I hate looking like a tourist. Like, I, when oh, I travel no, places, yeah. I hate looking like I don't know what I'm doing. So the fact that I have my dad in this big-ass backpack just fucking... Mm, mm. Hey, can he Hey, what does this say? And I'm like, Dad, says this. It's in English. I'll tell you what it says. I, I, I'm bilingual. I speak Spanish and English. So I'm like, Dad, I can read it for you. And I know you know how to read English. So, like, what are you doing? And he was just such a tourist. And I'm like, bro. And me and my siblings, we all have anxiety, all right? So, like, our dad would make a scene and we'd be like... <laughs> make a scene? My father, my father, I love you, but stop. <laughs> okay, what kind of scenes did he make? Besides uh, just being um, touristy. Let's see. Okay, no offense to Japanese, right? And because me and my siblings, we're weebs, we're cultured or whatever, we know how to eat with chopsticks. Yeah. yeah. First challenge. The first challenge <laughs> was mm -hmm. the freaking chopsticks. My father, that only knows how to eat tortillas and a fork, refused to learn how to use the chopsticks. So, you know, we because it was an 11-hour flight, right? So we got utensils on the plane for our food. She kept that fork for a whole week. That fork that we got at the airport in the plane, he kept that fork on him. If y'all look at my Instagram posts and scroll one of them, oh my there's, God. there's, there's that damn fork, and he's so proud of it. And I'm like, Dad, <laughs> my father, why? Did he keep it oh after he got home as like a souvenir? <laughs> nah, we threw it away, right? Because okay. I was like, Dad. Come on now. Come no, on. The forks of more lies on Instagram now. So. Okay, okay, yeah. <laughs> we tease him about it because we're like, Dad, you eat with your hands already, right? Because, you know, Mexicans, we eat tortillas all the time. Like, yeah. we use our hands. But he was like, no, 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 for this soup. Ramen, or like the the uh, udon. Like, yeah, he, yeah. Yoink his fork out. And I'm like, all right. Okay, <laughs> all right. We couldn't even get him a nice fork. It was that brunt. <laughs> down plastic fork from the airport. It was ridiculous. Oh, shit, man. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. I, I could see myself doing something like that. I mean, I could eat with chopsticks, you are but I would have so taken... dadly. You are the <laughs> dadliest dude I know that does not already have children. Seriously. Like... <laughs> <sighs> I, I think that you guys would probably get along pretty yeah, well. You and Itan's dad. Probably. Yeah. He's around my age. And then like look at my friends, like a look at Gex, he's very dadly. Oh yeah. yeah no, I, sure. I hang out with a bunch of dads that have no kids. This I'm talking motherfucker. about they wear new balances and jean shorts while they barbecue. He's got his lounge chair that's just his chair, you know. <laughs> Uh, let's see, what are some other dadly things you like to do? Have control of the remote. That's true, he does love having control of the and remote. And the thermostat. And the thermostat. Loves to barbecue. <laughs> he, he needs a recli reclining chair and he needs to sleep like this, look. He, he does that! I've <laughs> watched him not. do that shit! He totally does that! He'll be sitting there in front of the TV <laughs> watching Naruto and he'll just be like... <sighs> <laughs> Dude, I was doing that. I'm awake. I'm awake, and I'm like, bro, no, you're not. Go to bed. <laughs> no, go the 
fuck to bed. <laughs> and what's funny is I try to get him to go to bed early with me all the time, and he refuses to do it, but then I catch him falling asleep in his fucking chair. But anyway. <laughs> hey, hey. But listen, no cap to dads. Like, them chairs be hitting sometimes. Like, you sit back and you, like, That's start true. to, like, doze off. That's it's comfy. That chair be comfy. You see this chair that I have? It, it has. I've had this chair for, like, 10 years. And it's beautiful. It's got, like, a motor. <laughs> So whenever you recline it, it's got this. It's it's a you have to plug it into the wall. It's got like a power supply and like a little remote that reclines it for you. But whenever and it's huge, it is super fucking huge. It's, for, it's got a six hundred pound weight capacity. Yeah, it's but, enormous. But my mom got it for me, and whenever we were shopping for it, I just sat down in it. She goes, "How do you like this chair?" I was like. It feels like floating on a cloud of titties. <laughs> so that's just, the chair is called the cloud of titties. That's just what we call so, it. Excellent name for a chair. <laughs> okay, enough, enough dad enough stuff of the cloud, yeah. for now. No clouds. How did your brothers react to this trip to Japan? Well, okay, I'm not going to say it because, again, all of us are a bunch of weebs, right? So I'd like to think they were a little excited for it. But the little one, the 16-year-old one, his name's Lacho. Shout out my little bro, Lacho. Um, he had school. And so we kept stressing about it because we're like, can you come? Can you not come? And I'm like, if I had just been like going by myself, I would have been like, okay, fuck everybody, right? But like, no, I'm going to like go with my dad, go with my brother, and not take my other brother, right? Because yeah. there's five of us total, but the little ones, like, they're little. So, you know, they can't enjoy the trip like that. But right. yeah, like, I was like, Lacho... Lacho, we gotta figure out your school stuff. Figure it out. And it was so easy. We just had to unenroll them and then we enrolled them. It was so it's so simple. Oh wow. We were stressing for months for no reason. Oh. Yeah. Really? Dumb on our behalf. But hey, listen, Texas don't play about Texas. That's true. So, I was to say that's very true. Too. Yeah. So yeah. what do they think about like the actual sumo though? Like not just your brothers, but like your whole family, your dad and your brothers, and hell, what do the people back home think about it? Listen, one thing about Mexicans and our culture, like if some if one person does something big, it's everybody's time to party. <laughs> Screaming, calling, yeah. celebrating. And I'm one of those people that like minds my business. Like I don't interact with the family when they're around. Like I stay in my room, right? Yeah. And everybody and their mama blowing up my phone. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> leave me alone. I'm no, busy. I thank you for being happy for me. But like, damn, leave me alone. Gracias. Thank you. Oh, thanks. Thanks. Yeah. Sumo. But like, oh, oh, shout out Grandma Juanita. My grandma. My grandma. I love her so much. She, at first she didn't like the idea because she saw what it was and she was like, you're going to get hurt. Yeah. And I'm like, I'll wait. I'm going to be fine. It's going to be okay. And now she's the one that's like, you haven't been to sumo in a minute. <laughs> Sunday. And I'm like, Oops. I don't want to go. And she's like, you should go. Get out of the house. Go practice. And I'm like, all right. You have to train. <laughs> so, yeah. We need we need more women in the sport so oh, my grandma yeah. can feel at ease. Because sometimes I show her some of the Keikos and like she sees me go against Bubba, Rick, Corey, Hayden. And she's like, they're so big. They're men. You're going to get hurt. And I'm like, Grandma, I know that's kind of the point, but yeah, we're the one hurting them half the time. (laughs) More women in sumo. Women in sumo. I'm trying. Sumo for women. (laughs) (laughs) 
So about uh, what about your brothers and your dad, the ones who are actually there watching you participate in this like huge tournament? What were their reactions to it? See, every time I say anything about someone, they're like, okay, whatever. Like, because, you know, they're my siblings, right? They're like, I don't care. Like, whatever, right? But I was watching, like, the videos they took of me, and you could just hear them screaming. Aww. Screaming. <laughs> Stop it. And I'm like, aw, see me kidding. Y'all do love me. Y'all just act like you're too cool for school. Right. Um, I love my siblings, but Marty, you be fucking, he be making me fed up, dog. <laughs> They'd be like, okay. Oh, I, I, I meddled, right? So we got third, and I don't talk about it much. Like, I, I, I like to stay humble, in quotes, right? <laughs> so I don't talk about it much, right? But when we start fighting or like we start arguing, I'm like, shut up, respect me. I went to Worlds, right? And he'll be like, but you got third. Oh! What? It's like, Ow. whatever. See, that's historical, though. You made freaking history. Yeah. Like, like seriously. I've been trying to flex, but they're like, eh. And I'm like, bruh. But I know on the inside, they're happy for me for real. Yeah. They'd be posting me on their stories. They'd be like, it's my sister. And I go, thank you. Aww. Thank you. <laughs> but it's whenever, nice to feel appreciated. Exactly. But whenever you're like face to face with your sibling, you're like, whatever. You know, <laughs> shit. They're like, you shut up. No, you what? shut up. Like, I, I, it's I funny because you're like a foot taller than me, but they know I can still beat them up. You know? yeah. Yeah. True, true. Marty will kill me if I don't mention this, right? So I, I'm going to mention it real quick just for him. Okay. Okay. You beat me at sumo that one time I took you. Okay. <laughs> I get it. That's your flex. Whatever. Just that I one time. <laughs> yeah. The one time I took the Nikeko, I let my brother beat me and he just rubs it all over my face. And I'm like, all right. Okay. See, like, that's like that one time that I beat Hayden. The first and only time I ever fought Hayden, I won. But that's it. Anytime after that, I always just get smashed like a pancake. But no, no, I still kind of, I, I know that feeling because I still sometimes I'm like, ha, whatever, I beat you that one time. Yeah, no. <laughs> he talks about it all the time. He really never shuts up about it. <laughs> that was that's my point of pride. I'm like, yeah, because I, you know, sometimes I kind of have to live vicariously through Hayden because he gets to go to all these really cool fucking tournaments, and I'm like, yeah, I know that guy. I fought him and I beat him just one time. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I saw him kick that dude. That means I kicked his ass by proxy. Not really. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's let's go go back a little bit about um, let's talk about your origin story. How the hell did you get into sumo of all things? Because I remember when I first met you, um, I hadn't been coming to Keiko for a while because you know I'm basically almost dead, but. Um, I met you at the teams tournament down in San Antonio, the Mighty Eagle teams tournament. And I was like, who is this girl? She's fucking kicking ass, you know? And we like kind of chatted for a little while and I was like, oh, she's actually really fucking cool. You told me that you had done, um, you had done football, you had done uh, other wrestling too, right? No? No, no wrestling. Okay. My one contact sport was football, yeah. Yeah, but like sports and shit, you know, so. Yeah, I do a lot of, I, yeah, I've done nine sports in my life, so. Hell yeah. Yeah. So um, how did you end up getting sumo? I'm an athlete, I guess. Someone called me a jock the other day and I was like, absolutely not. <laughs> but I think about it and I'm like, yeah, maybe a little bit. A little bit. <laughs> yeah. Just a little bit. 
I've, I've played a lot of sports, but I don't consider myself a jock. In fact, I know people that know me and the sports I play, they was like, oh, no, he's not a jock. But no, I am an athlete. My body physically rejects sports because I'm so goth. <laughs> it just can't handle it. I tried. I did. I was paying dues to the Dallas Sumo Club, <laughs> you know, but I just, uh, my... Her body shut down. She started shitting bats. Yeah. And like, yeah. It just, she just had to stay home. Yeah. <laughs> Couldn't do it but for Tommy, my own safety. She was becoming the goth she was meant to be. Exactly. <laughs> but yeah, why sumo? What made you want to do sumo? Corey's not going to like this answer. Sorry, Corey. Um, but I was sad one day. Oh. I'd been sad for a minute, but I saw an ad for the Asia Times Square, the festival. Oh, yeah. Right. And I was like, I know where that is. Let me go. Right. And Hugh Ethan in their chunky boots, their ripped skinny jeans, <laughs> all the chains that you see me wear in everyday life. And like just a lot, it's a lot of things on me. Right. You know, cause punks, right. And there's some more punks. Uh, <laughs> uh, but I go and I'm having a jolly old time. Right. And I hadn't done sports in a minute. Right. I had kind of lost my passion for it. And, um, I saw Rick throw someone and I was like, Oh, that was sick as fuck. They were doing a demo. Right. And I was like, and I'm watching, I'm watching. I was looking for a minute, right? And I was like, what the fuck is this? Stop. Can I swear? Yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah, fuck uh, yeah. Are you kidding yeah. me? Shit. <laughs> but um, I was watching for a minute, right? And then eventually Rick was going around, right? And just shouting, you know, giving us the, the, the shout outs and stuff. And I was like, can I get in? Right. And then he's like, I mean, you got to take all that off. Right. And he meant all the metal I had on me. Right. Yeah. But he's like, yeah, you can get in. Right. And I was like, okay, bet, let's go. Right. And cue montage of me taking all this bullshit <laughs> off. Cause bro, I had so much metal on this day. I'm not even joking. <laughs> right. And someone put me, I think Aaron put me in a Mawashi and yeah. they gave me the, the details, like even the rules and stuff. I, and I was like, okay, cool. Right. And then Got my ass handed to me. So I really did. Right. By Natalie. Natalie yeah. went crazy, dog. Right. And I had underestimated her because, like, she's small, smaller than me, but not. Nah, she's fucking. Yeah. He's up, dog. <laughs> she's and fucking I was just ripped. so impressed. And I was like, this is fun. I like this. Right. So I asked, like, when y'all show up or whatever. Right. And they're like, where's the Dallas Sumo Club? Come see us on Sundays and Wednesdays if you want. All right. And I go, Bet, let's go. And so, yeah, they were there that next... No, they weren't there that next day. There wasn't any practice. So I waited till the next Wednesday. And I showed. And it was really cool. And, yeah, that's how I found Sumo. And then you just never stopped. The Japanese festival. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. I, I remember that, actually. I remember... Um, you know, being at that demo, and I think we even got some video of the first time she ever tried sumo, didn't we? I think we do. We I have think, it somewhere. Yeah, I think. Yeah, if we could find it, we're gonna put it on the episode. Oh yeah. I need that footage. I need it. Definitely. <laughs> oh yeah, we're gonna look back through our archives. But um, you've been doing sumo for less than a year. Correct. So what? Well, six, seven months ish. Yeah. Once you finally like started getting into it and stuff, like what was the experience like? What made you think, okay, I'm going to keep doing this? It was, ooh, I'm going to sound like a snob, but like, <laughs> do it. Dog. I just kept winning things and I was like, this is getting to my head. I like 
getting the shiny metal, right? The hardware. Oh, right hell yeah. Not the shiny thing. So I was like, okay, cool, right? But like, think about it. In February, I started, and then Corey was like, oh yeah, there's a tournament in San Antonio if you want to show, right? And I'm like, do I just show? And then he's like, yeah. Like, okay, cool. And then I won shit, right? And then they were like, oh yeah, you qualify for fucking, what was it? Nationals. And I go, huh? oh okay i guess i'm doing that now right and then i do nationals and then they're like oh yeah japan and i go interesting okay cool right it honestly it it doesn't feel like i've been doing sumo for a long time and i haven't but like you think about all the things i've done already and i'm like damn that's 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 the timing was just perfect and i i think that's where we are right now that's just like your initial wave into the sport and you're Still riding that freaking wave. That's fucking awesome. It, it, it just took you from, oh my God, I'm going to Asia Times Square and I just see this random demo to, holy shit, I fucking took home the bronze and like the world's best, you know, sumo competition. <laughs> I went to Japan and brought home hardware. <laughs> I know. That fucking blows me away. I'm yeah. like, holy shit. <laughs> And it's, it's, it's seriously, it really does feel like, like, I know fucking like, oh, like Shikari Richardson or something like that. Like fucking Wheaties box style shit. <laughs> like seriously, you're, you're fucking, what's that called? Like in the realm of international sumo and especially in Dallas sumo club, you're the fucking champ. Yeah. Teens. I don't feel like a champ but teens. I appreciate <laughs> it. Like 10 months ago, nobody even really knew your name. They were like, Ethan, what kind of girl is named Ethan? You know, yeah. but now, like, now everybody know. knows your name, bitch. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's me. I'm Itana. Yeah. The first time, what was it? I think it was Cowboy Cup, maybe. I have yeah. fans, apparently. Like, there's people that, like, follow my sumo. And I'm like, I'm not that active in sumo. Like what? Right, but they came up to me and they're like, "Hey, you're Ethan, right?" And I go, "Yes." They're like, "Oh, can we have an autograph and can you take a picture?" And I go, oh, "Me?" And I go, yeah, all right. And I go, yes. So I have to keep my cool, right? Because if I'm gonna be a celebrity, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be a cool one, right? And I'm like, yeah, sure. Whatever you want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, yeah, that was sick as fuck, right? I never thought I'd get to be that person. So. That's got, got the signatures now. You're natural. <laughs> I mean, that's all there is to it. You're just a natural. But let's go ahead and talk a little more about the um, the uh, uh, sumo championships in Japan. So we talked about what your family's experience was. Let's talk a little more about what your experience was. So when you first went in there and we're like okay i gotta do this now how were you feeling what yeah. was going through what your was mind atmosphere oh shit in my pants oh me i was gonna shit my pants like you're lucky i had that belt on because <laughs> in my pantaloons i was the, scared the washi like, just holds the poop in marines dog <laughs> like i had seen the juniors go prior right shout out my homie ben right and zombie mommy yeah. but uh yeah i saw the juniors go and i was like okay okay i got it it's easy right because you know, a hack, right, to not let the anxiety win. Like, you just don't think about it. You just, just ride the wave, right? Yeah. And then the day of comes, right, and I'm getting ready, and I'm like, no, nah, it's going to happen today, right? And all morning, I woke up at 3 in the morning because I couldn't go back to sleep because I puked because I was Aww. like, oh, fuck. It, it settled in now. Like, damn, I'm screwed for real, right? Because I'm like, dog. And then I, I just flashbacks of everything, like, wrong I've done in my life. And I'm like, people are there. 
from a lot of different countries. If you fuck it up, you're gonna look like a clown, right? And that's my biggest fear, looking like a dumbass, right? So whatever, right? I held it together, I went, people were there and everybody's having a jolly old time. So I was like, okay, let me loosen up, right? And everything was fine and dandy. And then the cops started, like it started, started. And I was like, okay, nah, right? And I have JJ to whip, as my witness. He saw me running back and forth, trying to get some energy out. Cause dog, I, I was going through it. The more I kept standing still, the more I kept shaking. Cause I was like, I started freaking out. So, you know, running back and forth, running back and forth. <laughs> so um, that's how that went. I was cute. So yeah. So just nerves, it was just, just kind of uh, getting stuck in your own head a bit. That happened to be my right. very first tournament that I ever went to. Honestly, it still happens. So, no, I, I get that. And, you know, they always say Sumo is like 90% mental. So, I mean, I, I get that. I get that feeling. But you still, you went through with the shit. You did the thing. You did your open weight. And then, uh, was it? That was going to be my question. You did open weight and then you did the teams, right? Yeah. Indeed, I did. I didn't even know I was doing teams. To be honest with you, I know that's something I was participating in, right? That's why I was so angry when I lost. Like, I can admit, I'm a sore loser. Ethan is terrible at losing because I don't like to lose. My pride hurt, right? Aww. There's a saying we have in Spanish and like, nada te duele más que ser un gallo herido, right? And so, yeah, it's just, my pride was not taking it well. But um, then one of my teammates told me that, oh, wait, I was taking my belt off and like I was ready to just go home and cry. And she's like, no, 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 no. hey, we well, used to have to do teams. And I'm like, oh, because teams, what do you mean I have to do teams, right? <laughs> and they're like, yeah, you're still going up. And I'm like, oh, okay, I guess. All right, cool. <laughs> so, yes, yeah. I'm lucky because that's why I don't like to take credit for the bronze by myself because I'm like, nah. We did that shit. No, as it a team. was as a team. definitely a team effort. We recently talked to uh, Kellyanne and Brenda about their experience at that tournament. Um, and of course, oh my God, Christina. I'm so proud of Christina. Madison, dude, when I talked to Madison down in Houston at that tournament, what was it, the end of last year? Yeah, Houston Super Open 2022. Yeah. Uh, she sat down with me because I was doing the live stream and I asked her like, you know, this is your first time doing a sumo. You didn't even know you were going to be doing this today. And now you've, you won. What did she get? Um, she, she got she gold, gold, didn't she? Yeah. yeah, she got gold. And I was like, you know, what do you think of sumo? Do you see yourself uh, still doing it from now on? And she was like, nah, probably not. I don't think I'm going to do this again. And, and then her ass goes to Japan I know. <laughs> and brings home bronze. That's what I said, bro. What does an MMA fight? You have to go to right? Japan on sumo dog. <laughs> <laughs> well, she trains. Uh, what's that? She trains at an MMA gym, and I think she yeah. mostly does like um, like freestyle wrestling, if I'm like not mistaken. But um, oh, from what I remember, yeah. But it's just funny that she was like, "Oh, I just wanted to try it," and now she's like on the world stage. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, all of your uh, bouts that we saw during the teams, it, it seems like you started really feeling your own sumo, you know, during the teams. Cause I saw you get like aggro. I was like, I was just angry. Yeah. No. I was angry after I apologized for being such a bitch to the right. But like, yeah, I was very not happy at losing my own. I saw that. So yeah. Uh, and I also, flip. it made me, yeah. I don't know if y'all saw, but there was one win that I got because of, uh, like a default win because of something. Oh, and yeah. nothing makes me like, apart from being a sore loser, nothing makes me angrier than winning like 
by default. Because oh. then that means I didn't do anything. I thought so. Right? Like, just to be given so. a win, that's some clown because stuff. Because when bro, you I went know. up there and you did your little hand swipe, you were just like, fucking okay. <laughs> I was over it. Like, I was really pissed. You were like, so I really over was. it. <laughs> you can't tell me I to can calm tell. down and shit. And I'm like, no, don't tell me to calm down. You're making it worse. So, yeah. Shout out my homie Christina, though, because she was a real MVP, dog. She like, calm down, it's okay, happens. I'm like, I know, but you're so positive, and I am not. She so is. Just, She's such yeah. a beautiful spirit, so, and I love her. She really does. Yeah. What would but we seeing do the two of you together WC. must have been a trip, but, uh, too. So. I would love to hang out with you and Christina <laughs> together. That'd be fucking awesome. It's like, you know. Dog, you know, I am such a Debbie Downer, and Christina is such a ray of sunshine. I don't know, man. Someone's mental know. health is gonna be affected. <laughs> so, uh, the, good or bad? So the bouts that you had, like uh, the one that I really remember was uh, what was it with India? Uh, that where you, was it kind of like you had you kind of gently had to kind of lay her down. Yeah, was that, yeah. Was that one? <laughs> it's because listen, all right, listen. I don't like hitting people in their face. Yes, I know. I can already hear Rick and Corey yelling at me, but like, listen, <laughs> I'm not an aggressive fighter. As angry as I am, I'm not an aggressive fighter, right? So once I realize I win, I, it's a gentle, it's gentle. I don't. Yeah. I'm not gonna. Fucking murk you off the stage, dog. Like, yeah. you you're don't not gonna go overboard. Not by me, at least. So, right. Yeah. Um, but yeah. I want to know a little bit more about like what it felt like to be like in the midst of those bouts. You know, we we talked a little bit about your um, open weight experience. Um, what was like some of the thought process that you had during that? especially as opposed to how you performed in the team's division? Um, open weight. Well, I mean, who did I go against? Ukraine. Um, already I was intimidated because size difference, right? The whole time I was up there, I was like, oh, you're so much scarier and bigger and more experienced. And here I am with my clown look and my freaking dumb purple hair. And I'm like, yeah, this is a mistake. I should have just stayed at home. I should have just shut way. up. I should have not come to Japan because... <laughs> I'm scared out of my wits. Everybody and loves the purple um, hair. It's freaking iconic. So yeah, the purple hair don't, is awesome. Don't ever lose it. Everybody loves it. But anyway, I digress. Continue. But, uh, what was the question? Uh, what was I? Oh, yeah, I'm scared. Big people, big <laughs> seasoned wrestlers and stuff. So, you know, it was just really intimidating the whole time. It was just scary. So, Did you even have any sort of strategy or anything? I should think more about it, right? And there was a strategy. Like, you think about all the things you've done wrong, and you're like, okay, I'm not going to do that this time. And then you, someone told me this, but, like, you default back to what you know. I think it was Helen. Yeah. So I was like, no, I'm going to try doing this and this and this. And they're like, do your sumo. And I'm like, oh, I kind of want to do my sumo. I lost. <laughs> right. And I go up there, and I have the strategy fresh in my brain. But then once those four fists hit down, I'm like, fuck, default. Like default setting, bro. I feel like an NPC. It's just <laughs> that happens to me. That happens to me. And I think we were talking to Nicholas Tan, right? Mm -hmm. Where he was saying there's like different stages of that. So like the first stage, your fighting mind just kind of stays blank, and then uh, once you get used to it, it's kind of like your fighting mind just starts to function in like muscle memory and sensations. And then I think you said like the next stage after that is kind of like your muscle memory and kind of like just your reactions. You could more of like 
manipulate your opponent into following falling into your trap, you know, and then you could like yeah. just use your will. You could impose your will and your style of sumo on someone else. Even if they're fighting you back, you just know how to kind of, you know, just... So I, I want to get to that point, you know, like, because right now I'm still just in a... As soon as I hear Hakuyo, my brain's just... Yeah. So just got to work on it. In Mexico, everyone kept telling me that, like, despite the fact that I lost, I got the experience. And I low-key, yeah, like, at the time I was being stubborn, and I'm like, no, I lost because I'm dumb, right? But, like... I really haven't been in the game that long. Like, exactly. I have to give myself some slack because, yeah. bruh, you've only been at it seven months. People have been at this seven years. So, yeah. Um, That's exactly And then good. also, I don't, my only contact sport was football. And I did f football in like, what, middle school? I'm 20 years old now. Like, yeah. you know, it does it really count at this point? So, yeah. Yeah, that's how I feel about my wrestling. I wrestled whenever I was in elementary school, and by the time I started doing sumo, it's just like none of that is even. It's it's not in my brain. It's not in my muscle memory. It's just kind of yeah. It's and, just an old memory. <laughs> and I always yeah, remember part of your life. Yeah. I always remember I what um, I think it was Justin Kizzert who said it. Like you got to get your losses out of the way before you can like start getting your wins or something like yeah, that. Yeah, he was like, just yeah. he's like, you're gonna suck at sumo when you first start, so just get all of your losses out yeah, of the way. Yeah, just get it out of the way. And then just start getting good at sumo. I'm yeah. like, but like okay. you hear that, and then you see like I don't lose. So like <laughs> it's real snobby of me to say, but like people say that like you're gonna lose, and I'm like, have you seen? my fucking win to loss ratio like <laughs> clearly i don't like to lose so you know i don't know man i think i need me some more gals to fight against yeah so that i can like tone, tone my ego down a little bit you know because i say this in practice all the time but like don't give me too much praise or my head's gonna get this big so yeah what we talked about um some of your experience in open weight what was it like doing the team's uh, fights. What was that like? Um, I mean, I'm not gonna say there wasn't much to it, right? Because I'd be getting lost in the like branches and stuff. Like they're like, okay, you won, but your team lost, or you lost, but your teammate won. So you fight against these people, and I'm like, no, just tell me who to fight. I don't, I don't, I don't keep track, dog. Yeah. I should, I don't. Um, <laughs> but my teammates, you know, again, I am the Debbie Downer, and my teammates are all very positive people. And they were like, just just keep going. And I'm like, stop touching me. I'm very upset right now. So oh. I, I'll admit, I was, I was, I was a bitch. I'll admit it to you. I'm sorry. I was a bitch. All right. I live and I learned. Um, I do the same thing but, when I'm stressed out. So I completely understand. I do too. It's okay. <laughs> but uh, seeing Kelly kick ass and then Madison too was, you know, I was like, all right, all right. I, I, I can I can depend on them. Like they got me. They got my back, bro. They they got me. So yeah, that's how that is. Hell yeah. So that picture that John Gunning took, was that Chinese Taipei that you were fighting? Yeah, who was I that? think it was. I don't remember. I'm not even gonna be honest. I'm I, th I think it was. Because I remember like being so pissed that like that's just my the the neck thing was just my go-to at that point. Cause <laughs> I was like, ain't nobody getting out of this because I had a grip. And I had a fury. So, yeah. Um, it might have been Taipei. 
because I can see TPE on the on yeah, the yeah. yeah. Okay. So, yeah. Whenever I saw that bout, like, because I stayed up until like what was it like four in the morning watching that? Dude, we were up so yeah. late watching that. Yeah, shit. with bloodshot eyes, like just like oh my yeah. god. But when we saw you like in that fight, you just like looked so aggro. You just popped off the touch yeah. guy, and then you just like rammed your entire hand like in her face. You were just in that look of yeah. face. You're like, I got your I fucking know. face. I feel you were bad trying to take her head off. I love that. That was just like, fuck yeah, that's my fucking homie. I was like, oh, I'm so <laughs> aggro. Like, I love that moment. I literally got to the edge of my seat. I was like, yeah. He did. He literally did. Edge of the seat. The very, very large seat. <laughs> I don't like being mean. Oh, that wasn't like mean. Being that was like being an asshole. That was yeah. aggro. That was sports aggro. Sports yeah, aggro is different. okay. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I love that. Because, I mean, but, like, look at, okay, do you know Eric Wynn? Yes. Do you ever see what Eric yes. Wynn does? Because he looks like a fucking just, like, a demon whenever he's fighting. But as soon as he's oh, yeah. out of the dojo, he's all... He's He's, he's all giggly. Listen, not to expose Eric, but like he, that man is not intimidating or shit. He's not as scary as <laughs> the marshmallow when he's outside of the ring, right? And then you see him in the ring, and I, I listen because I was scared as fuck from Eric, right? Because all I knew about him was Worlds, and he can kick ass, right? But I didn't get to like interact with him really. And then we get to Japan, and like we're training and shit, and like you just see what kind of a guy he is, and I'm like, oh. He's so nice. And then you see him fight, and I'm like, oh, he's so scary. So. <laughs> no, he's so good at, like, just compartmentalizing those two sides, you know? Yeah, whenever he's in the dojo itself, that's when the mean, the aggro comes out. But as soon as he's out, you know, he'll hug his opponent. You know, he's got he's very got good sportsmanship. I love that about him, but... No, I you you just you'll you'll get that. That's a, that's something I myself am starting to develop because I whenever I first started sumo, I just wanted to I just wanted to fight. It, it was to me it just felt like happy roughhousing. But now I'm starting to get a competitive streak, and so now it's like it's not anger or fury or rage, but it's aggro. You know, I'm trying to learn how to determination. Turn on, yeah, I just yeah. want to turn on my aggro so I can get all fucking mean and then turn off the aggro when I step out. But it's it's a challenge. It's 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 weird. Tapping into that. Can't do that. Yeah, because I I can't do that. Like, because if I get mad, I stay mad. You know, I stay mad all fucking day. It's horrible. But I'm just trying to learn how to tap into not the mad, but just the ag. (laughs) Like you'll see me like when even at practice, I'm like we're friends. Like we'll get in the ring, we're doing sankyo and everything, and I'm like we're friends, we're buddies. It's all good and fun games, right? And like, yeah, the match is over and we're all it's all saying fun and games. And then I lose, and then I'm a bitch to everyone and everything for the next two hours. Like, I'm like, Bruh, dog, I am a pain in the ass. You were nice to me whenever we fought that one time. Well, yeah, because I fully expected to lose, so I was like, okay, it doesn't really matter. But when I care, right, like, I remember being so pissed that one time Madison beat me because I was like, in, my def- in her defense, I underestimated her, which I should not have, right? But I remember being so pissed and like I needed a second to calm the fuck down because nobody could say nothing to me. I was pissed. I was going to go after her, but I was like, no, that's fucked up. Be a good sportsman. (laughs) And so I I kept myself under control. But um, no, I uh, I know that. That's my daily struggle. I I do that same shit. (laughs) That was a wake up call, homie. Yeah, I have to do that like with uh, because I do tech support. 
and I have to be really mm-hmm. patient with an 85-year-old that doesn't know what the word web browser means. Yeah. <laughs> and so, yeah, I understand. I'm just like, if you don't stop right-clicking on the wrong thing and don't left-click on the correct thing, you I swear. You just want to reach through your own headset and strangle the last few hours of life out of them. And it's like, I'm already an hour and a half late for my lunch break, and you're sitting here, oh, which one do I click on? And it's like, no, I understand the having to just kind of bite your tongue like, Oh, it's okay, ma'am. Take your time. We're in no rush. Be uh, nice to the old people. Oh, I am. I am. I, am I not nice I to my old that. people? He is very nice to his old people. Okay, I heard a thing about you being really pissed off at the Gojis because they kept yelling at you. Yeah, tell us about that. That's one of the big things he wanted to ask about. Like, Listen, <laughs> listen. Corey will tell you this. Corey will tell you this. I have a problem with authority. I do. Right. Now, do I respect my Gyojis and my referees? Yes. But also, if I think you fucked up and if I think you're being an asshole, you're going to know I think you're being an asshole. So, I didn't say anything, did I? No, I didn't say anything to anybody. No. no. <laughs> but I could tell that your body language, that look on your face, especially there was the, the short-haired lady with the glasses. And then she just kept going. She would say te wo tuite and matanash so fast. She would sandwich it together and say, sweet amanash, sweet amanash. And she just kept sweet amanashing everybody. And like, I know you have to be ready and everything. And I know that as soon as it's all four on the ground, you go. But like, as a gyoji, you got one job. Like, do it right. right? Like, do it right. Right. So if all four of our fists are down, right, and gyoji's still saying like matanash, I'm like, Nope, we're going. All right, restart it if you have to, but like, we're gonna go, right? We are ready. Like, God doesn't depend on you, it depends on us, right? And like, I'm just glad we didn't get yelled at by that one dude that kept yelling at the people that wouldn't put their hands down. Um, There was a guy, a Japanese man. Oh, the old Japanese man. Yeah, because people weren't like putting their hands down soon enough. And I'm like, okay, I get it. But also, like, the wrestlers are fighting. Yeah. See, to me, it's like whenever high-level athletes, especially in a combat sport, you know, are getting ready to to do their thing, you know, sometimes it's uh, you just got to kind of – it's like you're calculating or it's almost like you're kind of communicating in like a different kind of – manner that I, I don't know how to explain it but it's kind of like you have to synchronize with your opponent and both you yeah. guys have to decide when you're gonna fucking fight and sometimes it's hard to get in that frame of mind when you just keep here sweet amanash sweet amanash sweet amanash so no i get it i was like man that gyoji's gonna piss her off even so just bad. watching that shit was annoying as the viewer so i knew that you were getting so fucking mad at those gyoji for for just not shutting the fuck up and letting you decide <laughs> when to go like for real just leave me alone shit and it, yeah, I mean, but there was a lot, especially like the Ukrainians and uh, who else was doing that? That oh, like God. just really t- uh, the Bulgarians, I think, because they, they would just take their time and it was just a really slow, like everyone just kind of uh, staring down. Okay. Part of the reason I'm so pissed off at my Ukraine losses is because like, put your hands, like, I get like you're preparing mentally, but like, there's a moment like where it's excessive, like yeah. you're yeah. you're tiring yourself out, like bro. Whatever's gonna happen is gonna happen. I'm like, get your hands down. Yeah. And like, that's where I'm with the referees with that one. But like, I would also see it like in other matches where I wasn't in there. Like, they would be rushing the athletes. And then it kind of felt like forever when 
I put my hands down and I was ready and then my opponent wouldn't and then my opponent wouldn't get yelled at and I'm like Right. Yeah, I know what that feels like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I wanted to ask about when you found out that you had gotten the bronze for your team's competition. Like, how did you find that out? And then how did that affect your experience? Because we know you were like really stressed out and pissed off, which is awesome. But <laughs> how did that affect you? Um, listen, again, I get it. Everybody's proud of me and whatever, right? But I'm like, <laughs> like, I would have been fine with silver because, like, you know, you you did the best you could and, like, you only had to beat one. But, like, to have two of them beat you, because, like, okay, in my head, I'm like, okay, I'm a noob. So, realistically, getting gold is, like, mm, right? So, I would have been fine losing to Japan. But it was, like, the getting third where I'm, like, I can handle one being better than me. <laughs> Two? No, I feel you. And I was just like, oh god, so, I'm gonna get him next time. I was not I was not satisfied with the win at all. Like people were like, we got bronze, we got bronze, and I'm like, we got bronze. So <laughs> yeah. Um I've learned to be okay with it now. Like it's growing on me. I'm like, okay, I did a thing, like, and it mattered. So I'm like, okay, all right. All right. I can I can enjoy the praise, like I can, you know, I can deal with it now. But at the time when people were like, we got, we got ones, and I'm like, get away from me because I'm not happy about it at all. So, did learning yeah. that it was such a, a historic thing really help change your mind on it at all? Not really. No. Because <laughs> I was like, because okay, listen, I, again, being a snob here, like, I know we've got a good team. Like, I know Kelly, I, mm, First time I met Kelly, like, I was so scared and intimidated, and I told mom about it, zombie mom. And she's like, oh, yeah, that's Kelly, like, champion of the universe or whatever, right? And so I've always <laughs> had that thought in my head. I'm like, okay, Kelly's a really good sumo wrestler, right? So having Kelly on the team, and I was like, we're going to be fine. Like, we're going to bag it, right? Am I happy about third? No. But at least we didn't get less than third, so... True. Okay, so okay. just quick segue. Do you follow professional sumo? Oh. No, and everybody gets so mad at me when I answer <laughs> that. But no, I don't. I, I figured. I don't I think watching sports. I No, I understand that. I, I feel the same way about a lot of sports. I hate watching baseball, but I like playing it. So I, I totally get it. Sumo is like the only sport that I actually like watching, except for figure skating. Figure skating is also fucking cool. I want to see the two combined <laughs> and have figure skating sumo. That would be That's the coolest hockey. shit. Hockey. Oh my God, it is. <laughs> oh my God. you're Holy shit, you're right. Why haven't I thought about that before? Fuck. I like hockey. <laughs> okay, well, I guess I got to get into hockey now. No, uh, but- speaking of, right, like quick segues, let's say he follows sumo, but my boy, Yuzuru Hanyu, bro. The, the, the ice figure, the, the Japanese ice yeah, yeah. figure man. Yeah. Thing. You know what I'm talking about, the prince of ice skating. Hell yeah. Bro, oh, yeah. bro, bro, I want to meet him so bad. Oh, but I've been following him for years, dog. Like, that actually oh, reminds me of my other question. Right. I know they're, um, well, like, if you don't know who the pro Rikshi are, then the ones who showed up to the tournament probably didn't mean much to you. So I guess we can skip that one. Too. Oh, no, no. I was going to say, it's like, with all the wait, pros. Wait, wait. We, did, we did meet, uh, what's his name? Kanishki. Yeah. You met Kanishki. You met Kanishki. Awesome. Yeah, he gave us a, a fan. Y'all want to see it? Yeah. Yes. Oh, my God. Yeah, I was a fan. 
But yeah, we got a signed fan for Kanishka. Oh, that's oh, so bad. That is so cool. Yeah. He's really cool. Oh. What color was his hair while he was there? I know he dyes it all the it time. It was like Honestly, do you see my color right now? Yeah. Oh, that's how it is. Like I that thought boy so. has not redone his hair in a minute. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was no offense, Kanishki. No, the last picture of Kanishki that I saw where he uh, had his hair recently done, it was like just brand new. Was it like kind of a pinkish purple? Like a magenta. Yeah. yeah, but he had like stood it up like a mohawk. Yeah. And I was just like, oh, it's so bad. I know this is going to sound really weird, but I have fantasies about getting together with Kanishki and just us having like a hair dyeing party. And we're all just like, you know, bleaching and tinting each other's hair and like, I don't know, eating sushi or something. I would love that. Fucking Sam Musubi or Spam Musubi or whatever the hell it is. Kanishki, if you're listening to this, <laughs> Let's have an interview slash hair party slash. Yes! Uh, oh my party. God! If you ever come to Texas, I will dye your hair any color you want. <laughs> <laughs> you got a bone to pick with him because he wouldn't sign my twenties. Oh! <laughs> I bought these sumo boxers. Uh, I was wearing. The, I don't know if you saw pictures of me before in the before putting the belt on, but I was wearing these bad boys. Oh hell yeah! And he didn't want to sign them. I think but there's no on it. Was it and they're not technically boxers if they're gigantic on me. Wow. He wouldn't find them. That may have just been a little too weird for him. I, I mean, know. he was like, Kanishki's my mom's age. Like, Kanishki's as old as my mom. So, yeah. I mean, I could see him being a little old-fashioned in that particular. Oh, respect, yeah. Even younger I people did. are sometimes like, uh, I don't want to touch your underwear, you know? <laughs> But that's really cool that you got to meet Kanishki oh, yeah. and like got to have that whole experience. But I really want to know about the after party now because I've heard stories and I want to know what your experience was there. Listen, <laughs> the USA, you can say all the bad things about us. But one thing you can't say is that we ain't fun. We ain't cultured. Because listen, <laughs> listen pretty big team right like you know generally right and like brazil did too you know but like brazil you know they were very reserved and they were to themselves right and like they're not and everything but like usa <laughs> like we were bro uh, literally a tent full of frat boys is what it was dog. Like, <laughs> and honestly the fact that i'm the young one and i was like the the the, the, the like the one that to sit still and like we have eric helen gilberto angel like they're all just frat boy around being like they had beers and they would go to each tent and be like, how do you say cheers in your language? And so, goodbye. And then you know, a whole bunch. They were so uniting countries. One cheers. At, that, that's oh, all I have to say about that. That's uh, awesome. And like, it was funny too, because, you know, Helen was up there grilling like a dad or whatever. And then here Eric comes and here whoever the fuck else comes, right? And goodbye, or what are the other languages? And I'm like, hmm, if I drank, this would be funnier. But like, it's just seeing everybody interact with each other, I'm like, you, because you know, everybody was really like to themselves. So we started like branching out and shit, right? And then there was a point where Kelly, like, because the USA had two tents. So I was at one, and then Kelly was at another one. And then all I start hearing is, whoa, all right. And I'm like, what's going on over there, right? And Kelly had started, like, this arm wrestling tur yes. tournament with people. And I'm like, 
bruh. And then like the other people from other tents are coming in and like Italy, um, Japan, uh, Mongolia, uh, Brazil, you know, all the countries are coming up here to like go against each other because like who doesn't want a good arm wrestling fight right? at here, bro? Like, <laughs> it's like the dream. It's like and you everyone's just tradition. going crazy. And I got to go to some of them, right? And like, so it was start, it started to be a joke to like, Batrash. And then, yeah, it was it was fun. Like, dog, W. Kelly, w. Kelly for that. And then W. Eric and all of them for, you know, cheersing everybody. Because, like, oh. everyone, to see so many people, so many different cultures, just like, and, like, the U.S. is a, is a melting pot of cultures, right? So yeah. it was so nice to see that, like, happening in real time. That's so, so badass. Hell yeah. Yeah. Did you fight anyone uh, in arm wrestling? Yeah, I did. Uh, there's this girl from Brazil. She's really shy. She's really nice. Uh, and she like she she looked like she wanted to get in there, but like she's very reserved and very small. So I was like, hey, let's go, let's go, let's go. Because, you know, your boy Ethan, I don't make friends with anybody. Like, you see how loud I am? <laughs> everybody named Mama. So, yeah, we went at it. And it was really nice and stuff. Uh, yeah, it was just a really good time. People got stupid. Some people got... <laughs> Drink a little too much, but not gonna tell not gonna say Was it Eric? Um, <laughs> no, it wasn't Eric. If you're watching this, I'm not slandering. No, there's one time, what was it, at the Consulates Cup last year yeah. where Eric got super shit canned and passed out on the karaoke Dude, stage. Dude, he was so just fucking started rolling wasted. Around and- we rode the fuck down. We took a bunch of, like, glamour shots with his trophy that he won. Like, and then he was just, like, rolling around on the karaoke stage, just, like, <laughs> like uttering these, like, non verbal noises and stuff. It was... And then he took a nap for a bit and, and then, then he got just back passed out and started out. partying again. Yeah, and then <laughs> just randomly. No, it was fucking fantastic. And that it was really like that experience where I was like, okay, sumo people are fucking dope. Yeah. <laughs> Rank. I didn't know how late y'all were because at first, because I didn't like know everybody to like a friend level, I would always like leave as soon as like the tournaments and shit were over, right? But I started, like, attending after parties and shit and being like, this is fucking fun. Like, my friends aren't this lit. Like, <laughs> let, me, let me let me start hanging out with some of people. And so some people will tell you I went a little too crazy that one karaoke night. But we're not going to But, yeah, fucking the, the sumo after parties are fucking lit now. And now they are part of the schedule. But Hell I yeah. will say I'm still Mexican. So... So when the like the sumo the comp was over and like we got our medals and shit, my dad was like, "Okay, we're gonna go to the hotel, right?" And like he thought it was over, over. And I'm like, "Puppy, can I stay for the after party, right?" And then he's like, "Who's gonna be there?" And I go, "Just the USA team." <laughs> right. And then he goes, "Okay, don't 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 be too late, right?" And I go, "Okay." <laughs> Lied straight through my teeth. And if that, if you're watching this, if you're hearing this, sorry, perdón. No me puse peda, consta, eh? I didn't drink, but sorry, dad. Everybody named mama was up there. Um, so, yeah. Uh, it's always better to, to hotel, apologize than to ask They were knocked the fuck out. And I was like, y'all don't know what kind of day I just had. Bye. So, yeah. Oh, that's so fucking great. Man, I, I love so that. Plus, awesome, I mean, yeah. if, you, if you were someone that drinks, you are of drinking age in Japan. But, that's true. Yeah. I, that yes. is true. I did try some sake. Um, 
Not a fan. <laughs> it all it's all PP juice, homie. Like it really is. But I brought this bottle back. <laughs> oh um, I don't know what yeah. it is. Nice. As you can see, I didn't drink much from it. Um and half of these are for my friends. So I brought this one back. Nice. Um, yeah. Jumai Jinko Sake. Hey, oh. that's some pretty good shit. But hell yeah. But uh yeah. So I'm not a big fan of PP juice, but I like seeing how everybody is while under the influence of. Are you calling it PP juice? It's PP juice. All of it tastes like pissed me. So no, thank you. I'm good. I love it. And I'll I'll give it to Helen that she really did try to like get me to expand my horizons. But I took a sip of whatever they were drinking. and I was like, no, this shit's nasty and it hurts. No, thank you. Honestly, it's probably for the best. You don't <laughs> like, ever want to end up like Stay away me. from that stuff as long as you can. Yeah, whenever I was your age, I was getting super shit canned and lighting my junk on fire with it's like true. Bacardi There's pictures. Yeah, Someone put them on the internet. They're out there. Yeah, you put them on the internet. Uh-uh, not those ones. Not the... Well... Okay, I've, I've shared them with my friends, but someone put the picture of me lighting my junk on fire where you could see my entire junk. They put it on 4chan, and then it kind of went viral a <laughs> little bit. And... I'm going to do some digging later. That's what I'm hearing. I'll be like, Enjoy. It's me and a party hat. Yeah. Yeah, me in a party hat, butt naked, junk on fire. Oh, Jesus yeah. Christ. Listen, I was a wild teenager. I still kind of am, but not, not that much. You. <laughs> I, yeah, I was bad. I was a bad kid. All right. Well, we'll go ahead and let you go out into the wild and do your shit. And thank you so much for being on our show. Like, Hell yeah. This was so fucking fun. Like, Honestly, if you want to come back, like, for, like, any other... You need to start watching Pro Sumo so we can talk about that shit. Yeah, we're going to make you watch Pro Sumo with us, and... We are. It's going to be like Clockwork Orange. We're just going to fucking take your eyes open and strap you in (laughs) a chair. Pro Sumo I care about is E-Honda, so... (laughs) Not real, so... I know, y'all want to see what I did? What's that? I'm working on a new jacket. Not to promote myself or anything, but, like, I'm working on a new jacket, and (gasps) E-Honda is going to be on it. That's awesome! Oh, yeah. Yes! With the Sumo colors on it. Nice! That's so fucking cool! Yeah, that's why I've been sewing this whole time, because I'm fucking embroidering the shit on there. That's so, badass! Hell yeah! Stay tuned. Stay tuned for the forest. God, she's, um, she's an yeah. Amazon warrior and an artist. Fuck God yeah. damn, now I'm all <laughs> envious and shit. But um, is there anybody you want to shout out? Is there anywhere people can find you online if they wanted to look you up? Yes. Uh, shout out, first of all, got to shout out my dad. Because he, I keep making fun of him, telling him he's not my sponsor, but he really is. Like, <laughs> shout out Juanita's Taqueria. If y'all like Mexican food, y'all like tacos. We don't offer many vegan options, but, you know, sorry. We got rice. Um, <laughs> but Juanita Sacaria, Sinton Boulevard, West Dallas, if you're ever in the area. Shout out to Dallas Sumo Club, Hano Sumo, JJ, Christina, everybody that we were over there with, Angel, Gilberto, those, those, those. Shout out the Waseda Sumo Club. Uh, the We trained with them over there. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, W them, like tag them or whatever. Uh, 
But yeah, they were very lit. I like W W. I might have come back with a Japanese husband. We'll see how it goes. <laughs> we'll see how it goes. But I'm still single. Single. Anyways, uh, shout out to my brothers actually, because I know that if I don't shout them out properly, I'm gonna, never gonna hear the end of it. But yes, to my broskies, Maori and Lacho. Uh, I think about y'all, my friends. And uh, again, Sumo Punks, thank you very much for having me on here. Hell Love yeah. you guys. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, if people want to find me on the internet, uh, I'm most active on Instagram. I respond to all my DMs. So if y'all want to send a message over uh, at the sins of our path, so two E's, two A's. Uh, two E's, yeah. two A's. Okay. The sins yes. of our past, two E's, two A's. Okay. Oh, wait, you're already my friend on Instagram. I forgot about that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I see all the weird shit you be on, homie. So, I don't post well, weird I, shit. I, I believe that burning junk story because <laughs> might be on some stuff. <laughs> all right. Well, we'll go ahead and let you go. But again, thank you so much. And good job kicking ass. And we know you're going to kick so much more ass. Go hang out with your friends. <laughs> Bye. Thanks. Shout out, Art. That's a later party, but yeah. We hope you liked our interview with Etan Perez of Dallas Sumo Club. And if you want to find us on the internet, you know where to go. There's the Facebooks, there's the Twitters, there's the... The Instagram. The Instagram. There's the two shops that we have now, Redbubble and TeePublic. And... uh, If you want to see where we're most active, that's going to be on the Instagram. And uh, we have some new videos on our YouTube channel... So if you wanted to see uh, Kellyanne Ball in action, we have a couple of videos of her as well as all of the teeny bits of the World Combat Game Sumo event that I could find. As soon as I track down the missing footage, there will be more. Other than that, if you liked the episode, you can give it a five-star rating. It helps other people uh, find this podcast and enjoy it themselves. And as always, thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.